And we're live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. This week, guess what? We're both back. You have us both. What? No. What? Who, who is both? I don't. Who I don't. Is both? I don't understand. It, it is B and B, except it's not. It's B and B, but you know what I mean. The, the and symbol just didn't look as good whenever we were no. trying to figure all this shit out. So N is yeah. what we went with. It makes a little face then if you got two capital B's and a little N. Like it's a little face. It's like an uwu face. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. I kind of. Or get like it. when um, uh, when anime guys get like swollen faces and their eyes go all like. Oh yeah, where yeah. where that like changes their eyes to three because they're like swollen yeah. shut. Yeah, I get yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> We're a swollen shut anime face. I love it. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh Licorice Recoil is what we're covering this week. But before we get into that, we are vain. Yeah. So how you been? I feel like it's been ages since we have spoken and it, it really has yeah. been. <laughs> yeah, it has. I've been good. I've been working and going to school. Just had my equivalent of midterms in art school. You don't really do midterms in the same way. You normally have a giant project. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in the program that I am in in art school, I know that there's like people that are going into curation or art history or whatever, and those people have actual written papers. But for somebody who is in the painting and drawing class, my painting and drawing classes consist of just painting and drawing. Um, we don't read, so um, we're too dumb for that. <laughs> that's why you went to art school, right? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I went to art school. If I was smart enough to be able to read and write, I wouldn't be in art school. Come on. Um, <laughs> And yet we read subtitles every time we sit and watch anime. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count because you don't think about the subtitles because you're watching the anime. So, You mean you don't dissect every single word that you see? Trying to see if there's an underlying hidden meaning? And not even... Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, totally. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> All the time. Every word. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm smart like that. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so our projects were just like, um, I had to do this four foot by four foot canvas. I think I actually spoke about it in a, a previous episode. Um, but yeah, it was, we had our, our uh, actual critique um, for it last week. Not this past Thursday, but the Thursday beforehand had uh -huh. that. Um and I tell you, it's real fun taking a giant canvas on the streetcar. Uh, How was that? It's a great time. It's, well, I mean, I've done it several times now, um, but it's a challenge when it is as you want it for class for your critique, you know? Uh -huh. Like, beforehand, I was like, if it gets a little bit dirty, it doesn't matter, I'm going to cover it in paint, you know? Mm -hmm. But this was, I was like, I have 45 minutes to get to class. I need this to, like, I don't have time to touch this up. This has got to be perfect. It's still possibly slightly damp because I was working on it the night prior. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you girls got to be extra careful. So I went and I took every single garbage bag that I had in my current ownership. I cut them in half. And I taped them over the painting uh -huh. as best as I could and then I was walking around with a giant square garbage bag for fun and um, people are so curious <laughs> <laughs> that's what I will say like they like okay so this is, this is a relevant story kind of the same vein I was on the subway on the train um, a couple of weeks ago and it was after class and I was going to um, go pick up a new whistle because I've been playing the tin whistle recently and I wanted to go buy a new whistle. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was going to this one like really big music store in the city and it's like the only proper music store really in the city that sells like weird instruments. And so I was going there and I was on the street car, on the subway, sorry. And um, these this couple was looking at me and I was only on the subway for one stop. Like I was in and out very quick and they were looking at me and i was getting all like up in my business being like why are you looking at me what's what's going on and i was getting to the point where i'm like are they like 
gossiping about me? Are they being mean? Like, what's happening here? And I got really self-conscious. I was like, oh my god, these people are looking at me, they're talking about me, like, I feel weird. And it was only as I was leaving that I saw that what they were looking at was the white carrier bag that I was holding. Mm-hmm. And I get off, and, and as I'm outside of the train station, I look down and I can see that the painting that I had done in class was showing through the white carrier bag. And they were looking at the painting the whole time. They were just commenting <laughs> on the painting. I was so self-conscious. I was like, these these bitchy people are commenting. They were probably being really nice. Or like, oh my god, this girl's holding a painting. Do you think she did it? Like, why do you think she has just a painting? Like, there's no frame or anything. Like, they were probably just having a fine old ordinary conversation. But in my head, they were being horrible people. <laughs> so yeah, same thing happened with the giant cabinets as well. Like, you could see through the white transparent like the white garbage bags you could see through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everyone was so curious about it. And I was like not entirely pleased with the painting because it's not my style. But I was like, you know, I have to do it for class. And um, and so I was like, please don't look at it. I don't want to take credit for this. Like, <laughs> like I tried really hard on it, but this is abstract and I do realism. So like this is very outside of my comfort zone and I'm not happy with it. But, you know, go off. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious about it. I want to see. I will send it to you over Discord. Yeehaw! Because I have a picture. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it. It's just not my style. I think is the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely have a lot more like realism-centered focus whenever it comes to your art style in particular. I like that though. You like it? Yes. You right. know what it reminds me of? What? Are you familiar at all with Elden Ring? No. So one of the later stage levels, like that reminds me of one of the levels from it. Ah, that's fun. But I do like that. I like the color usage. Everything goes well together. Thanks. Uh, I got people saying it looked like hair, which I thought was interesting. (gasps) Senku. Yeah, yes. Senku. (laughs) That's that he was my inspiration. He's my muse. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll have to. I guess you could post it on the Twitter if you want. Yeah, people will be confused. Or I'll um, like slap it on the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, please don't judge too hard. Like I said, I'm not entirely pleased with it. It's very outside of my comfort zone. If you want to see art that I actually am proud of, go on the website. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Love it. Mm. bnbanime.com Go check it out. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, I do graphite pencil, like graphite sketches of real, like animals and stuff. And that is my forte. This is not my forte, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Anyway, that, that's my update. What about you? Everything fucking burned. (laughs) Yes. I I have heard bits and pieces about this. Blue broke it. Me? Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) I was trying to continue the bit that I knew nothing about until I read the description of the episode that you (laughs) uploaded. Because like, all right, this is the bit we're going with. All right, I'm committed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, little known fact: this is actually insider information here. On all of the episodes, including the ones that I have edited, Brad always writes the descriptions. Uh huh. Except for last week. Last week is the only description that I have ever written because Brad's PC blew up. So, like, it was, I was nerve. I get nervous about descriptions, which is why even though I finish episodes, I send it to Brad and I'm like, hey, uh, it's uploaded. You just need to do the the title and description and he'll do them. All all I literally do is just copy and paste from prior week's episodes and then just change what we talked about. I know, but I still freak out about him. So <laughs> I So this was the first one I did and I didn't know what to write. So I liked um, it. It was yeah. great. It was fun. <laughs> Good, so I figured I would incorporate that into the bit. So yeah, ev- everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Um we thought my update corrupted. Mhm. It did not. Um, uh-huh. So I was up until four in the morning taking it apart, putting it back together. For the time being, it worked, but then it didn't. So I had to get new RAM, and then RAM still didn't fix the issue. So I had to completely wipe my PC and reinstall Windows and go through all of that. So at this point, everything seems fine. Uh-huh. I hope everything is fine. 
Yes. <sighs> we hope. So, yeah, that was a thing. But to ease my aching soul and because of all the overtime that I've been working, I got a new phone. Ah, which phone? I got the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Yeah, you're an iPhone guy. Yeah, but mate, this battery life is fucking sick. Nice. I can be on my phone all day. Like, I've been on my phone most of the day today while I've been out and about or at work, and I'm still at 36%. Nice. Whereas my I last mean... phone, it, it the battery would hold for two fucking hours. Yeah, my phone's okay. It was much better a few years ago. My phone is now a few years old. <laughs> um, uh, it's doing okay. My cable has broken, though. You know, like, like the when you... When you plug it in and you shouldn't use it, but you use it anyways, and then over time, the cable just Mm -hmm. wears away. Um, Yeah, has done so. Have you tried wireless charging? I have, but it's slow. And I don't put it down long enough. I mean, okay, valid. You know? Like, I've I've contemplated wireless charging, especially because, like, the new 14s are, like, pretty much built for wireless charging. Yeah. It's just... I... I like to lay on my phone and watch shit until I fall asleep. Yeah. So it would never go on charge if I got a wireless charger. Now, granted, I could put one on my desk and slap my phone on it whenever I'm gaming and whatnot. And that would be okay. Yeah. But also, I feel like overcharging is one of the reasons why my batteries are being fucked. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to lay off of that as much as possible. Yeah, see, I have a a wireless charging pad, and it's plugged into my laptop, so whenever I'm on YouTube or whatever, I just set it um, on there. Um, And it, like, it's fine, because it charges so slowly that I don't, I think it's quite difficult (laughs) to overcharge (laughs) with wireless charging. I mean, that's true, that's true, I can can 100% see that. Yeah, it takes, like, three hours if my phone's at, like... 30% 30% to fully charge. But you see, that's perfect for me, considering I only sleep three hours. I so I can slap that, that bitch on there, wake up, and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't understand how you do that. See, like, I work at a coffee shop. I get up at stupid o'clock in the morning, and I still get more sleep than you do, and I don't understand. I mean, I I get up at stupid work stupid because i'm putting in so many fucking hours right now i'm tired (laughs) and then i'm just like all right i'm gonna go home and game until like 2 a.m and then fall asleep and then wake up and just do it all over again you're so dumb i love it i get so much accomplished but at the same time i don't because adhd is a bitch yeah adhd is plaguing one of my co-workers right now oh love that yeah it's a fun time. They consistently forget to clock in after lunch. I don't have a week go by to where my time card isn't fucked to where I just yeah. got to look at my boss and be like, sorry, mate. <laughs> like, I clocked in wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with clocking in. For some, like, for some reason, that's not the thing that affects me at work. Um, I do completely stop doing tasks halfway through, though. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, especially when I get a new customer coming in. Like, that's, like, okay, so there's this thing. Okay, I work. We have a sanitizing machine, right? Mm-hmm. So we wash all the dishes by hand, and then they go in the sanitizer, and it just sprays, like, scalding hot water on them. So it doesn't clean them. It just sanitizes them, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and in the morning, every morning, we have to do a, like, temperature check on all of the fridges, the freezer, the display, like the frozen display cabinet thing for like where the juices and stuff go, you know, like in a coffee shop. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And then for the sanitizer. And you have to stand there while it heats up in the morning and then turn it on and watch for a cycle as it gets to its peak temperature and record that number. Do you know how many times I have to do that every morning before I finally <laughs> see what that number is? I would say several. Yeah, because you're doing it and you're watching it and it's, it's only a minute, maybe, that you have to stand there and watch it for that number. Mm-hmm. But a customer will come in or, 
you for, like the coffee stops and you have to brew the next canister or you forgot to put the pastry labels out so you have to quickly do all of those before another customer comes in and they ask you which muffin that is even though it's clearly a blueberry muffin because it's blue like <laughs> <laughs> sorry you a blueberry muffin if i was a muffin i would be blueberry i think yeah uh, <laughs> i'm gonna make that my new interview question if you were a muffin what kind of muffin, what would, kind you of muffin would you be <laughs> Did I, did I tell yeah. you about uh, one of my buddies that I work with getting promoted and then me giving him interview questions? Mm. So, and this was a very earnest conversation that he and I were having because I've been a manager before. Yeah. So I've went through interviews and all of this other shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he called and asked like, Hey, like what are some good interview questions? So I was like, all right, let me think of some and then I'll get back to you. So I thought about it and then I was like, all right, so here are perhaps some ideal interview questions for you. Mm. What's your ideal work environment? What is your overall goal during your employment here? Mm -hmm. Are you a bitch? (laughs) What's your greatest achievement? Mm -hmm. Are you colorblind and how do you handle mistakes? Mm. And then his response, which added on to it very perfectly is, are you a bitch? Are you colorblind? Have you or a loved one been affected by mesothelioma? (laughs) 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 But yeah, so every time I tell people those interview questions, everybody just dies because it's so me. But it was like, you listen to the first and you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like those are actually very good questions yeah. to ask during an interview. And then you get to, are you a bitch? And you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Brad again. <laughs> if so, you deserve some compensation. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Life alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this point, I'm old. Life alert. You want to sponsor us? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I feel like we could both use it. I mean, okay. So I will say, I feel like my back is doing better because also during all of this, I got a new chair. Oh, okay. I got it for free though. That's fun. So my my aunt works for the school system as a bookkeeper. And okay. one of the ladies in the office got a new chair. And it's like one of those really nice, like... Office Depot, like four or five hundred dollar, like ergonomic desk chairs that comes with like a back support pillow and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like expensive ergonomic chair. Yeah. She didn't want it <clears throat> because it has like a hole punctured in it from where, like, through shipping, it looks like it got stuck by the forklift. Okay. And it's like on, if you're looking at the chair, like the front of the seat, not on the seat, like where you sit, just the front of the seat to where you like see some of the foam yeah. that's in the mm-hmm. seat. Yeah. A four or $500 chair. Like, I don't want it. No. And so they can't send it back. No. So my aunt just brought it to me like, here, do you want this? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want it. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, we have a, a patch on one of our garden chairs in that exact same spot. Because of a mouse. Oh, neat. Yeah. Back in the UK, a million years ago, uh, we used to keep our garden chair cushions um, in the shed. And mm-hmm. uh, mice love sheds. And it nibbled on it. And my mom sewed a grey patch on it. And 14 or so years later, those chairs and those seat covers are still in my parents' house. And it still has that grey patch on it. <laughs> um... <laughs> um that table, though, that that chair set has gone with has survived 14 Canadian winters in Alberta, where there's at least a week of minus 30 in February, as an English glass table. Nice. Not right? Like, I'm, our family is, like, secretly stoked about this, that this table has survived. I mean, shit's just not built the same anymore. If you got a new table like that now, it would shatter the first time it, like, a cool breeze blew through. Fully. Yeah, the only thing that's deteriorated is that there was, like, a plastic ring that went in the center of the table for where you put the umbrella through, and it, like, just protected the glass on that inner ring. Uh-huh. Um, because there was obviously a hole cut through the glass for where yeah. you put the umbrella. Um, but that 
broke down, but I think that would have broken down anywhere, let alone in Canada. Like, it's plastic. I feel like it just would have deteriorated from being weathered and being in the sun. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's probably the heat that did more damage to it than the cold. Huh. Because I feel like plastic deteriorates in the sun faster. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That was a tangent. How fun. So great. Much fun. Um, <laughs> shall we Shall we get into Girls With Guns? Sure. Yeah, I'm down. So, um, I should have background pulled up, but I don't. Um, I do. Ha 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 ha. I took I'll screenshots. Okay, yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, so, on Anime Planet, Licorice Recoil was rated a 4.17 out of 5 or an 8.34 out of 10. On my anime list, it was rated an 8.28 out of 10, which makes an average of 8.31 out of 10. It has a drop rate of 6.29%, which is high, but bear in mind that this is a season that has just dropped, and those numbers that I were looking at were very small, so I expect at the end of the year, when I revisit all of the ones that I've done this year and recalculate those drop rates for our final tallies, um, I expect that that number will have fluctuated quite a bit. It is rated a PG-13, and if you want to watch it, you can find it on Crunchyroll. Um, so I just tried to pull up the spreadsheet so I could see what we have for next week so I could prepare my brain for that. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, one of the things connected to the account is something labeled the best Dungeons, Dragons, and Space Shuttles things. I'm so confused. What? It has, like... I would think that this has something to do with the mod pack that we're playing with for the Minecraft server on This Is Fine. Oh. And yet I I don't ever recall opening any sort of spreadsheet for that, like, whatsoever. So I was so confused to open up the, like, spreadsheet app on my phone and just see the absolute best, in all caps, Dungeons, Dragons, bleh. I just love the idea that somebody hacked your phone specifically to give you a new spreadsheet about Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, at this point, I feel like it's just Siri listening to me and being like, oh, he's been talking about getting a Dungeons and Dragons campaign together for the past little bit. Let's give him a spreadsheet on it. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, okay, I see what we got next week. Okay, okay, everything's fine. Yes. Um, so, awesome. yes. So the anime is an actual anime original work. It was directed by Shingo Adachi. It was made by A1 Pictures. And if you don't know who A1 Pictures is, go get your head out from under a fucking rock. Because mm. yes. A1 Pictures does a lot of stuff, but especially SAO probably being one of the biggest things to come out of that studio. Yeah. Also, Fairy Tale. Yeah. Massive series. Um. Like, like, oh, um, um, Kaguya-sama. My favorite. I love Kaguya-sama so yeah. much. Um, and just more. Just loads. Yeah. Grimgar, Grimgar of Ashen Fantasy is uh, Isekai that came out of there that I have seen, and I think it's fine. <laughs> you think it's fine? I was about to I say, do we fine. need to cover it? But then you say it's fine, and I'm like, um, ah, there's probably other stuff we no. can cover. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I tell you what I really like about it is the costume design. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to cosplay as one of the characters from there. That's how much I like the costume design. Oh, neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so much stuff has come out of that studio. And then... Like, a lot. Oh, yeah, so much. And their art style is very specific, too, to where the moment I saw the OP for this, I was like, this is A1. Like, yeah. there's no way it's not. It's cute anime girls with guns. And the way, like, everything is animated, I'm like, this is fucking A1 pictures to a T. And then you listen to the theme song for the OP and like, yep, SAO all the way. Yes. Because you don't tell me you didn't listen to the OP of this and think it could be an SAO OP. Honestly, yeah, very similar. Hard to tell the difference. But yeah, the original run for the show was July 2nd of this year to September 24th of this year for a total of 13 episodes. And since then, a... Manga has actually begun production. Mm -hmm. It's being written by Yasunori Bison. It's a seinen, and currently no full volumes are available. However, it has been running from September 5th to present. Yeah. 
Um, and I will say that this character list has one of the coolest characters. Um, like, aside from our main character. So, there are two main characters. Uh, one of the coolest supporting characters I've seen in a long time. Oh? Um, yeah. I'm just going to say Dad. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Phil like, is in my life. Yeah, he's so cool. I love him. He's great. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So shall we Shall we get into it before we start talking um, spoilery things? Yes. Okay. So basic overview is um, a group of orphaned female children have been um, trained since infancy to be a elite society of assassins that work for a department separate from the government. And this department's job is to eradicate and cover up all turmoil possible in, in Japan. Like, it's to... Um, there had been this big accident that you learn more about later um, that was kind of the the pinnacle of this all starting or like of, of this chapter starting I should say um to where the Japanese society then believes that the, what that this event that happened um has created a, a termination of everything evil basically and they're living in this pure um society and that's what they believe the public believes it that nothing bad ever happens anymore like the worst thing that happens are occasionally like machines malfunction and people get into accidents like that's like the level of of um like i like isolation i guess that they've been put in like they Mm -hmm. yeah they don't know anything else is going on and these these girls are the ones that are actually policing and enforcing and everything despite law like outside of law they're mm. taking control of all the situation and so we follow two of these girls um and their story together in their integration of their beginning of their relationship um they just move to start working together for the first time and it's following the two of them going through missions and also trying to um, figure out their relationship within this company that they have been involved in since infancy and how they feel about it and how you know how they're how they're functioning within their version of a society Mm -hmm. yeah so um that's about as much as i can say without any spoilers i will say that we have a really cool villain dynamic Within this show, I think it's something that you should be very interested in watching if you don't necessarily always appreciate a black and white villain arc story. I feel like a lot of stories end up with a villain that you're like, I hate this guy, he's always evil. Um, And this story doesn't necessarily have that. We have a little bit more of a grey area, which I think makes it very interesting to watch. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, also, if you like hacking, I would be interested to know your thoughts on this. It's set in the future, um, but we do get some futuristic elements to it, technology that we don't currently have. Um, and uh, and I know that hackers are notoriously poorly shown in media. Like, it's hilarious to watch actual computer programmers and hackers and stuff um, dissecting what is shown in movies and, and media in general. There is hacking featured throughout this. If you do hack, I want to know your thoughts. How did they portray hacking? How realistic is it? <laughs> it's totally not because nothing in the show is realistic, but I'm curious. I want to know. Uh, I, you know what? At this point, I'm also curious as yeah. well because between the fucking personas that we've got going on here for yeah. hackers, it's, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend giving it a watch. Um, yeah, really good representa- representational characters. Um, super good depth to a lot of the characters. Um, there is a couple parts there where it gets a little bit, like, panty shot-y, but for the most part, it's decent. 
Okay, uh, but nope. you can't tell me that the whole like panty bit itself wasn't great. That's funny. It's funny. They do <laughs> take the mick out of it, like it's not done seriously. Yeah. Uh, but there are a couple points where I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it is what it is. Typical anime trope. But it's not bad. It's not saturated with it. It's sprinkled in every now and again. It's usually done humorously. I feel like it's it's you know, is what it is. It's like it's not. It's not jiggle physics. <laughs> oh no, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. So if you were concerned about that when going into watching this, you don't have to worry about that. Um, you don't get that here. So yeah. spoiler chicken hats. Let's chuck them on. Oh my god, Chisato's adorable. She is so cute. <laughs> but like, can we also talk about uh Takino when she finally went to rock, paper, scissors and does that little squeal? Oh yeah, like that whole bit, like just seeing Takina's growth yes. throughout the show. Like my god, like Character development, as we all know at this point in this podcast, character development is like the heart and soul of what I love about anime or media in general. Mm -hmm. And my God, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I I had a great time watching the show for the upteenth time Mm -hmm. because ADHD took over and I had to rewatch it a third time. So, yeah, it was great. It was fun. The dub for this is also very good. But I feel like the syncing is a little bit off to where I don't feel like the dub is as fluid as the sub. Okay. But overall, very good dub. I enjoyed the cast, but I I don't know. I I enjoyed the sub better. Yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like that's fair. Uh but yeah, okay. So, um do you want to just go through a favorite moments kind of section? Underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny. I, I mean, that whole bit was just absolutely hilarious. For one, them playing a VR shooter yes. and Chizato, who cannot get shot. Like, it's, she can see bullet trajectory, so she cannot get shot. Yeah absolutely sucks at a shooter video game a vr shooter video game at that yeah and then Takina, who doesn't like video games is in like her full like god complex type mode of i don't deserve to be here steps up and is like out maneuvering shit doing cartwheels yeah and shit and then chisato just so happens to get a look at her underwear and realizes she's wearing boxers yes yeah so we get a whole shopping spree out of the bunch. Chizato makes Takina buy like actual cute underwear. Mm-hmm. And then Chizato tries on the boxers, loves it, gets found out, and then gets exposed to the yes. entire cafe. Yeah. God. <laughs> I I have to say, I'm I don't think i've ever no i have never worn a pair of boxes and this is the show is maybe very curious <laughs> i mean they are very <laughs> they are very breathable yeah and very nice to move around in have you ever <laughs> this is <laughs> <laughs> like okay <laughs> yes uh-huh C- yeah. carry on I'm, I'm... <laughs> no I, I deleted that question uh it's gone now no 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 i'm curious where you're going with that Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah no that's not happening Uh, (laughs) oh Uh, i had hr on speed dial so quick (laughs) your girlfriend will get mad at me (laughs) can't ask questions like that that'll be fine It's just banter between two best friends. Who gives a uh-huh. shit? Uh huh. Yeah, banter between two best friends about their underwear. Uh huh. So funny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my face hurts. <laughs> oh god, that's oh. so dumb. Yeah. All Let right. us know at home. Do you wear boxes? <laughs> oh my god, this is the Kaguya-sama bit of boxers or briefs. Yeah. Oh, boxer briefs. Yeah. God, that was such a brilliant bit in that show, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
hey Siri, what's a man whore? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't talking to you. Stop, stop. <laughs> oh it activated i was like no no stop no no i don't actually need a definition i promise i know siri it's okay it's okay (laughs) all right what was your favorite bit um i oh i really liked the the like training fight with takina um Chisato and then Otome and Fuki. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was good. Um, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Like, that was a good character building moment, especially for Takina. Yes. To get that out of the way. So to kind of put a little bit of context into what we're talking about, Chisato got transferred to the Liko Rico Cafe just because she refuses to follow orders and kill people. She prefers to... Obs- to subdue and keep people alive. People didn't like that, so she got transferred out. Takina refused to follow orders over an arms deal and absolutely shredded the people to protect her teammate while also putting her teammate in the line of fire. But she but didn't. not, though, because, yeah. Like, so, she puts her teammate in the line of fire in the sense that there was a gun pointed in her direction, but we have to bear in mind that Takina has... She is the sharpest shooter. Like Yeah, like, she... Whenever she uses actual live ammunition, she can put an entire magazine in like the tiniest circle on a target. Yeah. With no issues whatsoever. Yeah. So what Chisato has for her vision, basically Takina has for her steady hands. Like yeah. she Yeah. Chisato can avoid any bullet, but it's even said by the villain in this story that Takina is a better shot than her. Yeah. So But it's also made known that no matter how good of a shot you are. Those rubber bullets do not go where they're supposed to. Yeah. Like, they are somewhat accurate, but they're not pinpoint. Because even whenever Takina used it, like, hers were kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. But with live rounds, she can't be beat. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. And so, uh, the Takina's kind of whole complex here is that she has been removed from her position, the position that she's kind of been brainwashed since infancy into believing is the pinnacle of her life. And uh, and from this, she is dealing with severe self-confidence issues and just guilt and doubt and all of these different emotions that are wrapped up in her identity being completely tied to this position. And um, having that taken away from her and feeling like she basically has to discover herself as a person Mm. Um, again, because like what she believed was her was her and what she believed was her own free will has now been proven that it's not her free will and has been stripped of her. So um, she's going through all of these complex emotions. And to top that all off, Fuki is Chisato's previous partner. Chisato obviously then left. Fuki then gets a new partner, Sakura. And Sakura is, um, Otome is, is just, like, and and then Fuki and Takina became partners, right? And then, yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. it's a whole, they all know each other, they all previously worked with each other, and they're all bitchy about the fact that, um, Takina had basically been fired. Yep. And everybody just made it out to be like, Takina was the bad guy, even though she was the only one who was not afraid to act. In that scenario, because in a situation like that, you never know whether like the hostage takers are actually being serious with their threat or not. Yeah. So they made a call. Yeah. And it's clearer later on that, um, or at least it it very much appears to be that Erika Janami would have died. Yeah. Had Takeda not taken the, um, the lead. And it's also then stated later on that they... Actually, like, other shit happened. There was a hacking situation during that time period. And they fired Takina because they just needed a, a, a scapegoat, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't even that situation that was the main casualty of the event that lost them the, the mission. Um, it was actually the hacking. And that the reason why they were hacked was a fault on the security system of the company. Mm-hmm. And so Takina just then... would the blame was just placed on her for taking this action against orders, despite the fact that that wasn't actually the main issue that happened that failed the mission, but they needed an excuse. They blamed it on her. Um, 
Yeah, so then, yeah, so that leads them to them revisiting, they're then on this mission, they're then fighting each other um, through this training mission, and it's a huge moment for Takina to, I feel like this is kind of the first moment where she is starting to accept her new position in the coffee shop with Mm -hmm. her own free will. Yeah, this is where she kind of starts to soften up a little bit. Yeah. And then, again, with the following episodes, like Rock, Paper, Scissors Mm -hmm. stuff, and like Chizuto just considering to like... Or continuing to rub off on Takina. Yeah. Chizuto yeah. just has that kind of like infectious energy about her that kind of rubs off on everybody around her to the point to where main bad dude of the show and main supporting side character yeah. that we all know and enjoy had a conversation during the last episode. And main bad dude was like, so she's driven you mad too, huh? And he's like, yeah. 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 Um so yeah, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of of um depth to a lot of Sarani characters. I actually in a way feel like that Chisato is one of the like I won't say the flattest characters, but she's the least emotionally verse, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um because she I wouldn't say she's one note because in the context of the situations she's in, she's not, but she does portray one consistent emotion throughout the show. But because of the way that the circumstances change around her, you see those emotions in a different light. Mm. So uh, because we've already got spoiler chicken hats on, uh, check, spoiler chicken hats on, I don't feel bad about talking about this, but later on in later episodes, it's revealed that she has this heart condition. And then she's going to die. She has a minimum of like two months to live because of that being sabotaged. She's now still expressing these same happy, cheerful emotions that she was at the beginning of the show. But now as a viewer, you're seeing it as her putting on a brave face. You're seeing it as her trying to live for the best of the best of the time that she has left, you know? So Mm -hmm. even though it feels like it's like she's still expressing those same emotions, the feelings behind those emotions are very different. (laughs) Bedtime? Sorry, big yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I made any noise. Did that come through the microphone? Yeah, I can Fuck. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> You're all good. I should have had an energy drink before I came in here to sit down and record. Oh, no. Oh, no. Should have. I did um, not. This is where we're at. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so although she's, yeah, kind of one note with her emotions, because of the context of those emotions, it doesn't feel one note. But she, and also with like how gung-ho she is to stick to her morals and how much, like the last couple of episodes, like the times where she had to actually use live ammunition and like seeing how much that physically hurt her to do that. Like she expresses her emotions well to although she is like technically one note, there's still a like everything she does kind of holds weight because of that yeah. if that makes sense. No, I fully agree. I think that um yeah, I think that the last few episodes really give her a lot of I would say character development because I feel like she's a very fully developed character from the beginning of the show. She has probably one of the least amounts of character development of any character because she is so fully established right off the bat. Um I, yeah, I just feel like, I feel like that's her thing. You know, she's a fully developed, fully fleshed out character from day one. She doesn't have a lot of growth to do because of that. And her emotions are very contained also because of that. Mm. So when you see those very slight emotional changes, although it's not a large display, it feels very impactful. Yeah, it's more or less like we, the viewers, are like peeling back the curtain rather than like having development fed to us it's like we are the ones that have to discover it or are discovering it rather than it being like a focal point of the show like it was with takina yeah we're fully stripping away not building whereas takina we're building Mm. um yeah and i think that that's a very interesting point to go with because um yeah like the it it creates this very opposite effect with our two main characters and it creates a really good play from each other um because chisato is a very like immature appearing character but very actually mature and takina is very mature appearing but actually very immature mm. um and yeah, the first few episodes is her like pretty much throwing a tantrum yeah yeah but she's always putting on this front of being controlled and and um, 
and solidified in her stance about everything when really she's questioning everything behind the scenes and she's feeling it's it's one of those circumstances you know like when you hear about those people like the people that are smiling the most are the ones that are the saddest inside like those mm-hmm. like things you see them on tumblr or whatever yeah. i feel like this is uh a representation of that kind of aspect Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, um, other characters that we have, we have Kurumi, or what is she, Walnut? Yes. Yeah. Um, who is our hacker that, um, to this, to the end of the episode, so the government is still after her. <laughs> She's still in danger. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie, I'm pumped for a second season. I want it. I need it. <laughs> Because, for one, they literally have a license to print money with these characters. Yep. Like, the amount of figures and shit that can be sold off of this. Yeah. But also, like, there's so much more I want to know about. Like, I want to know more about Teach. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he is probably my favorite character out of this show. I was going to say, like, that's the main one that I was wanting to get into with you. Because I know you had mentioned that he is one of your favorite characters. And therefore, I'm like, ooh, I want to go into a deep dive as to why. Yeah. um, Okay. Yeah. Like, there's lots of different reasons. First of all, just saying, like, he's a black guy, which we don't often see in anime. I feel like that needs to be stated. And he wasn't, Um, like, culturally appropriated either. Is that no. the right word for that? Yeah, fully. Like, he's like, just... Dude wasn't, like... I guess without, like, lack of a better term, like, dude wasn't, like, racistly skewed, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, fully, yeah. No, it's... it's it, it felt... He... Like, I was reading comments on episodes where um, he featured prominently, mm-hmm. which was quite a few. Like, he was a pro- predominant character throughout this show. And there were lots of comments there of, like, you know, I'm a black guy and I, this is the first time that like, I felt like uh, there's been a black character that I can really look up to. I can admire they're a fully fleshed out, fully formed character with actual emotional importance to the story. And, and uh, like, they're an important character. Not only that, they're a badass. They're like, uh, they're, they're a good character. Like they're, they're, they have like, they're, they're important, you know? Um, and, uh, and they don't have uh, the, the physical side of things, the actual animation side of things as well, isn't like cruel (laughs) because Mm -hmm. like anime has a very big history of drawing black characters like really badly, like bad, bad. Yeah. Like very bad. Yeah. And, and he is just a really fucking cool character and that's sick. And not only that. But he's gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know. Like, and it's just so normal. Like, it's not mentioned, really. It's not, like, pushed. It's just, like, it's part of the story. It's a casual thing. And it's fine. And it's great. And we love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. He's such a cool character. Um. Especially, okay, because season two with him, there is so much to unpack. I'm excited. Yeah, very much so. Like, there's just so much more I want to learn. Like, yeah, so much. To me, he had the most heartbreaking moment of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, he had... Well, he he had two, I'll say. Because he has the moment where he tells Chisato finally that he kept from her that the person that she believed to be her savior actually created her to be a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. And so he, um, he's been keeping this from her. He's been telling her, you know, um, like letting her believe that, that her savior is actually the reason as to why she saves lives and doesn't end them. Um, and in reality, that's the complete opposite of things. And it's actually going to cause a premature death because, um, because the, the savior, Chisito's savior is, um, is only like it's is required that she will only live if she becomes his greatest assassin and if she doesn't follow his orders and become a killer then he is going to shut off the heart that he gave her mm. um the artificial heart from her heart disease as a kid which she ends up doing and so then Chizuto has two months to live Mika's then crying to her, like, I'm sorry, like, is it better for me to have told you the truth about your savior? Or should I have let you continue on the way that that you did? Which is when Chisito responds back that um, she's glad that he let her 
make her own decision and calls him dad and it's just the sweetest little like because he's crying and so upset with himself and he feels so guilty and it's just like Mm -hmm. and it's great like it's such a moment and then on top of that you then have the second most emotional moment which is the foundation of this moment is set episodes ago because the original foundation starts with he like Shizato oversees a conversation with him on his phone um, and they she thinks that the cafe is going to close. And so all the girls get together and they're going on a secret stalky mission to go and find out what he's doing this like this moment, like where he's going. And he's on a date, but he's not on a date with a gal. He's on a date with a guy. The guy happens to be Chisato's savior. And then... Um, it flashes back to when Chisato's a kid and she's going through all of the first heart surgeries to get her first heart and um, and they're talking about how they're co-dads to her, they're co-parenting and how he agreed to make her this mass murderer originally but then he fell in love with her as a kid and like he doesn't want her to push her into making her uncomfortable or whatever. The saviour disappears for a while because he has other jobs to do and... Um, and so he's raising her in this coffee shop and she's not worrying about it. And he's building this relationship with her as, as a dad while he's still in love with her savior. Like they're still, you know, together, but not like together, together. But like he still has feelings there. And mm-hmm. then, um, and so they're on this date. Chisato finds out. She's then her, gets attacked. Her heart then gets stopped. He then has a conversation with her about, should I have let you continue on believing this way? Chisato reassures him that she's, like that he's her dad um and that everything's fine and then he goes on a badass revenge mission to kill his lover to get chisato's heart the new heart that she needs that his that her savior his lover has transplanted into his own body that at this to this very day we do not know if he needed to because at the end of the day it's seeming like he did that like, he physically took out his own healthy heart, put in the artificial heart to force her to kill him, to save her own life, so that she would then become the mass murderer that he needed her to be, even though he didn't have to die for that to happen. But I believe, I truly believe he was perfectly healthy. They put the artificial heart in him so that he could force her to survive and become a mass murderer and sacrifice himself. But at the end of the day, he knew he was going to sacrifice himself for it. But she refused to. She didn't want to be a killer. So she had fully accepted the fact that she was going to die. But then Mika comes in with his badassery self. Forget the limp. Limp never existed. He's perfectly fine because he keeps secrets not just from anyone, but from the people that he loves the most, reaffirming the fact that he was having this this relationship with his partner and then kills him off screen. And I will say there are so many on screen kills, but we got an off screen kill for this. And that just goes to show how important this kill is because off screen kills. Hello. Then the heart that gets transplanted into Chisato. And it's like, oh, my God, is it this huge moment? So good. It's so good. <laughs> Just, uh, There's so many different layers to this show. Now, granted, quite a bit of it was predictable, I will yeah. say. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like it kind of needed to be in a way. Because you never know yeah. if this is going to get a second season. So, therefore, it has to tie some stuff up with a little bow. Yes, fully. And but, I feel like it's predictable in a way that takes you along for a ride as opposed to predict you it, predictable in a way to where you're ahead of the ride. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, with, without a shadow of a doubt, it was... I don't know. Just uh, Show very yeah. good. Show have a lot of depth. Also, that final showdown between Chizato and... Uh, Majima. Yeah, Majima. That shit was that was something yes and majima is the complete gray scale of this show yeah because he's made out to be like the big bad but in reality dude is like it's one of those things to where like some of the more well-written villains are the ones that make it seem like they're actually in the right and they're doing what's best for everyone Mm -hmm. but they're so my brain is blanking on the proper words, <laughs> but dude, it's just like, I'm literally here to be with whoever's the weaker side. Like if yeah. BA, like y'all side was the weaker side, then I would be helping y'all. Yeah. But instead 
it's I'm helping, you know, the terrorists or I'm willing to make myself the bad guy, even though I don't see myself as the bad guy. Because everybody needs help in the end and there needs to be balance. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's like, the, that's, I don't know, it's just such an interesting theme throughout because both Majima and Chisito are part of the same like talent organization where they were both recruited in a secondary way as kids to mm-hmm. and given their mission by their savior. But Majima doesn't have the same savior as Chisito. Like we don't know about him other than he has his hearing talent, but we don't have anything else. And he's alive at the end, even though he falls from this giant tower and gets wrapped in bandages again. He's still alive. He's still causing chaos. We had better get a second season. We need Like, I swear to God, if we don't get a second season, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Because again, for one, license to print money. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems like at the end of this season, with the way that they kind of set it up with... um, uh, Fuki and Otome and Erica and everything um, rebelling against their final scene in the tower, like when the um, uh, Lilibels or whatever are supposed to come and kill them all and they, they disregard orders and Otome is injured and Fuki still like disregards things. Um, it seems like they were hinting at the fact that they're all also going to get fired for disregarding orders and are soon going to be working at the cafe as well. And we didn't really get a clear answer on that at the end of the show because after the after the credits scene was of Chisito and Takina in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So is second season going to include those guys actually working in the coffee shop with everyone else? God, I hope so, because that dynamic is going to be fucking hilarious. Yeah, right? And like, can you imagine everybody, like, all of them for board game nights with the patrons and everything? Yeah. Like, that yeah. would be hilarious. Right? And then, yeah, so, so, and are we going to get more hacking wars between, between Robota and, uh, and Kurumi? I fully foresee, like, those two having to team up in, like, a second or third season. Yeah. It's like, going to be, like, one of those reluctant things. Like, an actual big bad hacker is going to show up. And they're like, oh, we had to put our talents together to be able to stop them. Yeah. Yeah, fully. Because it's too so. much comedic relief for that not to have to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And for them to meet up and both realize that they're tiny. <laughs> like, why is, it, <laughs> why is it that all hackers are depicted as being really tiny people? Right. Like, you never have, like, a six-foot-four hacker. You really don't. I found my new purpose in life. You found your new purpose in life. You have to be a I have to go hacker. be a six-foot-four hacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, with my new ergonomic desk chair, I can make that dream become a reality. Yeah. I just find it so funny how hackers seem to, like, always throughout media be portrayed as, like, the smallest of people. Right. It's because they have to fit inside the computer. How else do they rearrange everything? I mean, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like Tom Cruise. That's why he's so small, so he can fit inside the TV. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. I love that so much. (laughs) All right. So, what do you rate it? I'm giving this a solid... I'm I'm going a little bit uh, shock this. I'm going higher than the eight point three one average out of ten. I'm sticking it at eight point five. Oh I really? really? Enjoyed, I really enjoyed myself watching this. I I hoped you would like I. There's a reason why out of everything in the summer season, I slapped this one at the front of the list. Yeah. Because I figured that you would enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. Because who doesn't love badass cute girls with guns? Yeah. But I also loved it. the story and everything going through it. And this is part of the reason why I force myself to watch so much shit from the current season. Mm-hmm. Is because I don't think I would have given this a chance Not. if I didn't watch it. Yeah. So I decided to give it a chance, fell in love with the character dynamic, and just it did not let me go. Mm. So yeah, it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it as yeah. well. Yeah. What do you rate it? I'm probably right there with you. 8.5. Nice. It's been a long time since we've tied on a score. <laughs> it really has. I can't yeah. even tell you the last time we actually tied on a score. <laughs> I am going to go to the spreadsheet and see if I can find it. Oh, I think I found it. Oh? 
Konosuba, season one. Hey! We both gave it an eight. Nice. And the one before that, we also tied at Layback Camp season two. We both gave a nine. Nice. So we've had a couple ties this year. Not much, but we've Ooh, had a couple. There was one before that. There was Ivan Cl- Killing Slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. We both gave an eight. And one even before that. What's that one? Castle in the Sky. We also both gave an eight. Hey. Ah, there was one recently. My Hero Academia season three. We both gave nine. We actually got around to covering season three. We did. I completely forgot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's evacuated my mind as well. I did not know that we had covered season three. Like, no sure. joke. I had it in my brain. I was like, fuck, we got to cover season three soon. <laughs> Already done it. Done. Hey, look at that. Big brain. Which means we got to cover season four soon. We do. Because season six is currently coming around and you need to meet mommy. <clears throat> I mean, Mirko. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got so many mommies. I mean, (laughs) so funny you bring this up because so come to find out with the new Pokemon series, there's going to be two different professors. Okay. For Scarlet, you get a female professor and with Violet, you get a male professor. Mm -hmm. And immediately the second I found that out, I was like, I'm getting Scarlet because (laughs) mommy. (laughs) I don't even give a shit about the legendaries. Just, um, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all for the bit. But at the same time, I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, this is, this is a bit that I have to commit to from now on. And I'm fully committed to the bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have a short plug for the podcast since we are at the plug portion of the show. Yes, we are. Everybody go watch Chainsaw Man. (laughs) I can't say it enough. It's so fucking good. I love Spy Family, and I'm enjoying watching that week to week. But everybody needs to go watch Chainsaw Man. I have seen it all over Instagram recently, and I have a feeling we're going to see some really sick Chainsaw Man Halloween costumes. I've seen some cosplays. Like, it's anime week in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. seeing the cosplays out of that have you seen the fucking puchita pumpkins that people have been making no i okay hang on i've got it in our twitter dms somewhere um i say our twitter dms pretty much my dms <laughs> since i use our fucking twitter as like my own personal twitter at this <laughs> point but look at how fucking cute this is hang on sending now look at how fucking cute he's so cute pochita is best boy i will sit here and stand on my high horse till the end of time very cute if we put the anime awards at the start of next year rather than at the end of this year to where we could actually cover Chainsaw Man. So help me God, Chainsaw Man would take pretty much every fucking category for the Anime of the Year Awards. My God. (laughs) It's so good. I'm having a great time. But also there's Occupus Made War going on, and that show is fucking brilliant. Oh, there's so much good shit. So much. Oh, I'm having a blast. I'm enjoying it. Um, Yay. Other things to plug. Blue, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at BlueLavenderSTM. Or at least on Instagram, she posts art updates. And also, you can get a fancy bookmark if you go to Etsy.com slash BlueLavenderCrafts or however that actual URL actually works. It, I think it is that, yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> look at that. I'm smart. I do the yeah. thing. Uh, and if you like Brad, you can find him at Brad Carter Gaming on Twitch and Instagram. And you can find him on the Twitter at BNB Anime because I sometimes go on there to search things, but I often don't tweet. Um, I stalk, though. So um, <laughs> I am sneaky and silent on the Twitter, but I don't often like, but I'm there. Trust me. I'm She's there. watching you. I'm watching you on the Twitter. You just you just don't know that I'm there. Uh, because yeah, whenever I'm like something is popping off on the internet and I need to go and see what it is, I go on Twitter. And the only Twitter account that I have that I'm logged into currently, which I do have a second that is my own personal, but I only have one that I'm logged into, and that is the BB Anime account. So, um, 
I searched stuff on that account. Like when the Try Guys shit happened and uh-huh. Ned cheated on his wife, I was all over that shit. So, one final question. Yeah. Are you excited for next week's topic? I am very excited. We got the Devils of Part Timer season two. It's been so long. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. Now, uh, again, I will preface this by saying you will be jarred by okay. the animation style at first. Okay. You will get used to it. Okay. And it, it's grown on me a lot. I love it. It's different than the first season, but I I like it. Yeah. I feel like it might fit the manga style a little bit better or like mm-hmm. a little bit closer, maybe. But that's just me. That's my opinion. I am one of the two idiots on this podcast and I stand behind my decision. <laughs> Idiot number one and or two, depending on which B you're looking at, because both of them stand for both of us. I am the taller one and the one with the God complex, so I am number one. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> I'll let you Mainly the taller one. I'll be the short and squat. <laughs> you'll you'll be the what? The short and squat B. Even though, <laughs> even though I'm yeah, because that's how you always say I'm, right? How tall am I? Uh, four foot two. Uh huh. <laughs> totally not the five foot nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. Got to make sure the, to have the, the nine and a half there. <laughs> I do measure the half because you're. Stupid American who measures in feet. I have two of them. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. You shouldn't measure with them. <laughs> I say stupid American. Canadians do it too. So, Yeah. Uh-huh. Look at you uh-huh. with your whatever that unit of measurement is. No, but this is the thing that blows my mind is that we drive in kilometers, but we measure in feet. It really doesn't make any sense. No, it's because America was like, hey, you should do this. And then Britain was like, hey, you should do this. And then Canada was like, what? And then we decided to go with kilometers instead, even though both America and Britain use miles. I mean, hey, it's fine. We're out here. We're gaming. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, Canada's do it. stressed. Yeah. Canada's just stressed. I mean, I would be too. It's cold as shit up there. Yeah. I feel like Canada is the world's middle sibling. Pretty much. Yeah. That everything? I say that as a younger sibling. Anyways, let's get out of here. Goodbye, guys. Yep. All right. Love you. Bye. (laughs)